everybody to legacy united a righteous project inc podcast i'm your host billy wayne once again and we have a very special uh guest today that uh i'm very happy to have on the show but i'm going to let her introduce herself so go ahead and let the people know who you are hi you guys my name is fmj uh i am a corporate my day job is a corporate transactions lawyer um, but my night job is making music. I'm part of an all-female production team. Uh, awesome. And I also have gotten into fixing cars. So that's my new passion. Oh, nice. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> nice. All right. That's what's up. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Like I said, I'm I'm excited to have you. Ever since I, I started the podcast, you have been one of the, the guests that I wanted to have. I just wanted to get the all the bugs out before I started everything else. And now, uh, you know, we're doing virtual podcasts with people out of state as well. So thank you so much, so much for joining us. It definitely means a lot. I love it. Thank you for um, having me. Ma'am. So you guys know what we do. We invite local uh, uh, entrepreneurs, people that operate their own businesses, uh, success stories, you know, that, that people could, that can relate to and that's what we have for you today so what i'm going to do i'm going to pass it back to you and just let you take it from the top and just share your story with us let us know what's going on sure so i'm actually i live in houston texas right now but i was born and raised in denver colorado i didn't leave colorado till i was about 30 years old and actually left for law school but uh prior to that you know i'm one of six kids both of my parents are immigrants they immigrated from a really tiny country um it's about 90 miles off the coast of Guam called Palau. Uh, okay. And they immigrated in the 70s. Um, and so they kind of came and made their way and ended up settling, of all places, in Denver, Colorado. Okay, um, interesting. Yeah, and uh, they raised all of us. We were pretty poor growing up, like anybody with six kids. Um, yeah. So, uh you know, that's kind of had its struggles, you know, and it's kind of like the normal stuff, you know, bullying that I went through because mm, okay. I, yeah, kind of grew up in a neighborhood where there wasn't a lot of brown people. It was yeah, uh, a lot of white people or, um, Got it. you know, some, some Mexican people, but not really mm -hmm. anybody kind of as dark as me. So there was a little bit of struggle with that, um, but I made really good grades. Um, my parents raised us very strict, very strict. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's like some other things on top of that. Like um, I was, for reasons that happened in the family dynamics, I was put in a foster mm -hmm. home for about a year. Oh, okay. Um, and then I was reunited with my family. Um, you know, my father, uh, you know, he had a bit of a, substance abuse problem um mm, okay what else uh, uh my parents did stay together you know for pretty much till my mother passed away my mother passed away in 2010 from pancreatic cancer oh wow um, yeah and then uh but you know i i did i went to college so you know yeah. went through middle school yeah. high school got good grades mm -hmm. went to college i ended up going to university of colorado at denver uh, for the uh, music technology program, actually. Music right, technology and right. I do music business, uh, which yeah, is where I nice. met the two other girls that I do music with. It's actually where I met a lot of people. 
um, yeah, that yeah, I ended up right. that I still do talk about and do music with today. We're all yeah, kind of in the sure. same program nice. together. Awesome. Um, yeah. But I just yeah, I distinctly remember like latching on to the other two women and the other two women I do music with. Uh, their names are Rain and Janice. Um, mm, I remember yep. latching on to them because we were like the few females. I mean, there's probably like on one hand I can count how many females there were in the program. So we were just weird mm-hmm. oddballs uh trying to do music and stuff in the programs um but we ended up meeting it was a it was a really good fun time in college we ended up you know doing all kinds of stuff with music forming our music group um meeting all kinds of people Um, that's actually where i met my kid's father at Mm -hmm. his name is marcus and he actually is childhood friends with mr wayne here yeah yeah (laughs) um yeah yeah. childhood friends and that's how i ended up meeting you uh, and everything so actually uh i was standing at the light rail station there's a light rail station that goes by that college campus takes up all the Mm -hmm. students you know takes them to different places um and he actually approached me and it was cold and i didn't want to be bothered but he insisted on you know he was a real (laughs) smooth talker so he Mm. insisted on talking to me and walking with me riding the light rail with me to my bus stop and we just i think we like i ended up like waiting for a later bus to and we walked around oh wow 16th street mall for like an hour okay or two hours or something just talking about all kinds of stuff uh yeah and then you know we ended up getting married and having two kids Mm -hmm. um and uh so yeah mr billy wayne over here knows yeah yeah for sure and and i yeah and i remember when you know we first met and it was um maybe it was rain's home that that was across the street from maria campus maybe that uh where you guys Mm -hmm. used to make music at um and we all made music you know uh but Mm -hmm. but i was very impressed because you know there's making music then 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 there's knowing you know how to make music you know, there's yeah. there's definitely a difference. You know, like like I I would play the keyboard growing up and stuff like that, and and pretend like I knew what I was doing, but I didn't really yeah. see the technical aspect of that until I met you guys. Honestly, yeah, um, oh, I was okay. very impressed. Yeah, like there's more to it than. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, than just you know playing the guitar. Now that that's that's where talent. You know, you you have that talent to where you play instruments and everything like mm-hmm. that. But man, I mean. The technical aspect of it is a whole. It's a whole different, you know, just level of of understanding how how to put all that stuff together. And you guys were really, really um, into it because I did go to college as well for audio engineering. But I, I did, but yeah. I didn't. I thought I knew what I was doing, so I didn't put <laughs> all the effort in, you know. But you guys are really, yeah. really into it, and, and uh, you guys, yeah, very impressed yeah. as well. So, yeah, and actually, uh, audio yeah. engineering. I think I think I almost like that more than music production because yeah. uh, there's like a real fine, like fine um, tuning process that goes into that is layered on top oh, yeah. of music production when you're able to engineer it and stuff. So um, yeah, yeah, we learned a lot from the school uh, doing that. But yeah, like I said, we met a lot of people, and it was a really mm-hmm. good time. Yeah, when yeah, I was younger, yeah, for, way younger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> so um, yeah, that's yeah. that's good though. Yep, yeah. and you went to college, and and you were in making music um, as mm-hmm. well. And like you said, you met Marcus Hayes at that time, and and a lot of people don't know. Yeah. Uh, but you you know, uh, my my youngest son, I named mm-hmm. him after Marcus's uh, stage name. You know, Marcus uh, yeah, Aurelius. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they're, yeah. they're like, oh yeah, uh, even doctors. They're like, oh cool, the like from Gladiator or you know the uh, the, the philosopher. Know. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, yes, yes, right. but 
no, there's another reason to. So, uh-huh. uh, but yeah, yeah, and I love that. There. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. And I don't know. Uh, you know, some people know this, and you know, I don't know the people who don't. But anyway, so so Marcus and I, we were married. We were married seven years, I think. We had two kids, mm. um, and okay. then in 2013, yeah. he passed away. Um, right. And right. so, uh, yeah, just since then, it's just been me and the kids, just trying to honor his legacy, mm-hmm. raising, you know, raising the kids to the best of my abilities. His, so his yeah. son, um, you know, our son, Justice, actually mm-hmm. has a lot of the qualities of Marcus, um, which is just yeah. funny how they're kind of born with that. You know, you know, like he, <laughs> Justice was three when he passed away, mm, but he okay. has yeah. a lot of stuff and it's weird. Like it's just in them, you know, it's not, yeah, it's right. not. I used to think, you know, there's a whole the nature versus nurture thing, like what part is in you and what part is your mm-hmm. environment. But with him, he has a lot of his dad yeah. and not even really wow. his dad. Wow. So yeah. It's kind of crazy. Awesome. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, then, uh, so you did, you did go, yeah, after he passed away um, and it was just mm-hmm. you guys as well. Yeah. Um, and if you don't mind me asking, you know, because a lot happened in, in, in between that time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, from from that time, obviously, in, until now, um, and you can always go back as well and re- recap. But what what um, what what got you to the point where you made the decision that you did have to move out to um, to Texas? So uh, at the time, so their dad, Marcus, their dad, whose name is Marcus, um, mm-hmm. and me struggled a lot actually like we didn't we didn't make a whole lot of money we had the support mm-hmm. of his family which was great but when it came to he and i we didn't make a whole lot of money um i actually made twenty eight thousand dollars a year the the oh, year yeah. that he passed away wow and so wow. Yeah. when he passed away it was like you know he I, and i can't remember how much i think he made a little bit more than me so we didn't make a whole lot between us mm-hmm. and when he passed away you know, we have the support of his family, which is nice, but it's also like you're going to have to stand on your own with these two kids somehow, some way. Right, right. And yeah. uh, it was just like, how am I going to do that? You know, exactly. Like, right. what do I need to do? And uh, it was actually going through the program at UCD, the music business portion of it, where mm-hmm. we had a professor, I think his name was Mr. Kellogg, and he ran the music or the like entertainment law class and he i think one of his clients at the time was like uh gerald lavert and the oh, okay or, wow you know, awesome yeah, yeah yeah so he used to talk a lot about he had actual experience so he used to talk about his business dealings you know mm-hmm. and all the material in class and it was something that i was interested in because of that class so yeah. um law school is not uh it's not just something that, you know, people normally just wake up and decide to do. One right, day kind right. There's yeah. a lot of people, you know, when they're like little kids, like I want to be a lawyer when I grow up and stuff. Mm-hmm. But for me, for me, it was actually like, OK, I, I have an interest in it. And this is going to sound crazy. I need to make a, a whole bunch of income. So mm-hmm. maybe I'll shoot my shot at it. Yeah. So I actually to get into law school and a lot of law schools have changed now how they do it. but. Um, it's this thing called the LSAT, which is, it's not a test you can study for. It's strictly, uh, reading comprehension. And then there's like a logistics, logistical portion of it where it it tests your your logic skills. 
Oh, um, okay. So you can't study for it. It's not anything like you you read and you got to memorize. It's it's nothing yeah, like that. There's yeah. nothing to memorize. Wow. It's Whoa. testing you raw, your ability raw to wow. comprehend, yeah. to process stuff, and and your logic skills. Oh wow! Um, so prior to taking the LSAT, I mean, for months that's what I did. I was uh, they have like LSAT prep books where you just you read like half half a page and then you mm-hmm. answer it and you got to time yourself. And then they have oh, logic wow. games too. Um, yeah. And I don't know if, you know, there are, you can go on Amazon and you can get logic game books. So mm-hmm. okay. um, I encourage anybody who's thinking about law school, you know, if, if you're going to a school that requires you to take the LSAT, try doing those logic books. They have, I, and I don't know if you've ever played, have you ever played logic kind of logic games? I, uh, Billy? I, I don't may know have and didn't know that I was playing them, you right. know, but yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty and sure. So I what have. it is, it's like, I know. So what it is, it's like it, it usually gives you like a chart. It looks like a just like a grid. And it's mm-hmm. like and it has like name. It has like the scenario of names and places, let's say, on the X and Y axis of it. <laughs> oh, OK. And um, it'll tell you um, things like. There's five planes leaving the airport. Sheila is on the gold plane. The gold mm-hmm. plane takes off after the red plane. It's like all kinds of little clues, context clues, yeah. and you okay. have to put together who is on what plane and what time is that wow. plane. You have oh, to figure wow. that okay. out. Ah, interesting. Wow. Okay. So it tests your logic skills, right? So yeah. you know if, if Sheila's on plane A, she can't be on plane yeah. B. So right. somebody right. else is there. Oh, yeah, so you just kind of follow the pattern yep. down. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. And so they have tons of books like that on Amazon and stuff. So okay. if, definitely if you, if you think of going to law school and you're going to school that had to that uh, test for the LSAT, I would definitely work on yeah. logic skills because it's a big portion of the test. Gotcha. Um, and then the other part gotcha. is just reading comprehension. You know, like you got to mm-hmm. learn how to, because as a lawyer, that's what we do. We read a whole bunch of information and you got to whittle right. it and process it down to what's important and stuff. Yep. Um, so, so yeah, so um, I, I studied for the LSAT for like a few months um, and then I took the test and I got like, maybe I think it was like a little bit higher than average score. It wasn't like okay. fantastic. It wasn't amazing. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. But it was good enough to apply. So I applied to like CU Boulder and nice. yeah. DU. Um, I think I applied to University of Houston. Just like all. I yep. know I knew one thing. I, it was either going to be Colorado or it was going to be yeah. someplace warm. Yeah. It was going to be like <laughs> in, in yeah. Texas or California <laughs> or Florida. Right. I did not right. want to deal okay. with snow if it wasn't going to be Colorado. Yeah. So, anywhere else. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so you know, I, I, you write your essay, you take the LSAT, um, and thankfully, like, I got into all of the schools that I applied for. So it was just a matter of choosing nice. which one. I mean, and I thank God awesome. when I, when I got back the letter, like, I cried because it, it is yeah, very right, difficult. Sure. It's a long process to get in. It's not easy. Yep. You know, they don't accept everybody. Um, but thankfully, they they chose me and stuff. So awesome. Um, so I did do my first year at University of Denver. That was my first year of law school. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I knew I didn't want to stay in Colorado. Um, I really, really was trying to move out of the snow. And I know that sounds terrible. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I I just need a change. After Marcus Mm -hmm. had passed away and everything, I was like, I need a a bigger change. Yeah. And I want to go someplace more. I understand Uh, that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then I I, uh, applied to just transfer over to Houston, University of Houston. And then that's where I finished the other two years. Law school is only three years. So the other two years I finished up uh, down here. Yeah, amazing yeah. amazing because mm-hmm. yeah i remember that when you announced that you were leaving as well yeah. um 
at that time. And, 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 you know, I went back to school not too long ago, but I took one class, one class of business law. And that was one of the most yeah. difficult classes I've ever taken. I passed <laughs> it. People yeah. with either a B plus or an A minus, but yeah. it, it's, it's intense. I mean, just understanding, mm-hmm. um, just, just how the laws are. It really made me understand that, you know, uh, you, can, you just can't operate out here, even with the simplest agreements without some type of, right. of structure, you know, yeah. um, yeah. and or I tell that to a lot that. of friends of mine. Exactly. Yeah. And I tell yeah. my friends that all the time. Um, anytime there's any transactions, business related, even if it's, not business related, you know, uh, even smaller mm-hmm. details, but business, for example, anytime anybody wants to work with you or with me, for example, and I say, okay, no problem. Let me type out this agreement or let's do this agreement. I know who's really mm-hmm. about it because I will either mm-hmm. not hear back from them or mm-hmm. they'll be <laughs> interested in and, and agreements and contracts are not as malicious because you do hear a lot about no. contracts being, you know, uh, bad because a lot of people don't understand them, but Mm-hmm. If if you work with each other, you guys come up with a mutual agreement. It's really to protect both of you in the situation, Correct. you know, because there's no ends Correct. ifs about it. All the questions are already answered, so you don't have to go back and try to make things up. But that's really what was right. took out for me for law, uh, which is very mm-hmm. interesting, you know. But to hear you had, you know, that you went through all these years of, you know, yeah. uh, getting your, yeah. your law degree. Oh man, oh. yeah, and they I really break imagine. you down. Yeah, yeah, so I, so yeah, I'm a single mom. Yeah, yeah, I'm a single mom with two little kids trying to do this mm-hmm. law school thing, and and you know, like bless the kids because I used to have to take them to the law school with me, yeah. set them in a corner yeah. with some crayons and right. some McDonald's, yeah. and be like, I need to wow. do this. You know, yep. I, I got to get through this and everything. Um, the yep. law school really breaks you down, like the just the way they structure the classes what everything you think you know about law you know like it doesn't matter how much law and order you watch svu or whatever (laughs) the case may be you know none of that matters like it really breaks you down and kind of builds you back up to think like a lawyer and it's just a certain Mm -hmm. mindset you have to have and part of it is exactly what you said like when it comes to contracts it's called an agreement for a reason you Mm -hmm. are supposed to negotiate between you and the party the right. things you're going to agree on. You're not going to agree on everything, yep. but the idea is you land someplace where you both can move forward with whatever business mm-hmm. you're doing, you know, right. and right. pray that. And and really the only, the only thing about the agreement is it, it really exists in case somebody wants to raise a problem. <laughs> like if mm-hmm. somebody right. has a problem yeah. Yeah. and not only just a problem, but they want to take it a step further and take you to litigation over it, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. which doesn't happen a lot you know and especially when you're dealing with like uh kind of how we were you know like between music Mm -hmm. producers and artists and none of us got money for lawyers we're trying to make these agreements and stuff you know so much less and we're not going to take each other to court you know yeah Um, yeah, but should somebody yeah but should somebody decide to you know that's actually when the agreement matters you know kind of before then it don't it don't really matter yeah Right, um, but that's exactly right. what it is. It's, it's you're negotiating for all the terms in it. You're not going to agree on everything. Just get to a place where right. you both are comfortable moving forward with your business. Yep. Yeah, yep. And it's sure. good for everybody, you know, good for the whole um, um, transaction, you know, business agreement. So I mm-hmm. highly recommend it for anybody ever, you know, get into yeah. any type of, um, you know, business related anything, just, you know, agreements, contracts, and everybody's yeah. good to go. So. 
And there's actually a lot of good uh, online resources now that prov that provide like forms and stuff that you can mm -hmm. just go get, yeah, yeah. you know, yep. like you don't even yeah. have to have somebody build one from scratch. They'll have one already with most of the stuff in it and you can kind of tweak mm -hmm. it how you want to. Kind of plug it in and yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. and that's, yep. it's better than nothing, honestly. You just got to yeah, spend a little bit is. of money to do it. Right, mm -hmm. right. Yep. Agree. Um, so, yeah, so that's awesome. And, and just like you said, I mean, it, it's, it's not easy, you know, and you had to make those sacrifices, you know, you had to, you had to pick up and figure out how you were going to, you know, move to another state and continue on with earning your degree mm -hmm. and then having, uh, two younger children as well. Uh, yeah. a lot of people stop at just thinking about that it's in itself, you know, but, uh, but you, you know, you made that push. You said, I'm, I'm going to keep mm -hmm. going. Yeah. And really, any honestly, anybody could do law school. It's like mm -hmm. I know it's it seems like a daunting thing. Like after I'd been like before I got I went to it, you know, I was like, man, this is super selective and only certain people, mm. you know. But yeah. after I got through it, I was like, anybody could really do this. Honestly, nice. <laughs> like, nice. okay. I don't know what the selection why they're so selective or whatever, um, but. It, it, you, anybody can really be trained to do what I do. So, yeah. you, know, you know, anybody out there thinking about it, like, don't be discouraged and think that, you know, mm -hmm. you don't, your reading comprehension is not good enough or whatever. Actually, it's statistically shown that the people who perform the highest in law school actually are not the greatest lawyers. Wow, for some okay. They do good wow. in law school, get good grades. Yeah. But then, practically when you go out into the real world it's way different we're not talking about oh, just books and theoretical stuff anymore we're actually yeah, talking about okay. like can you and a lot of the practicality of what we do is talking to clients you know like mm -hmm. just picking up the phone being able to express the important okay. things that you need to for the clients yeah um that's that's really mostly what it is it's just keeping the client happy keeping them wow. you know up to speed with the big things that happen um, breaking it down, kind of letting them know what's going on, giving them options, you know, mm -hmm. letting them decide and stuff. So, wow. Okay. Yeah, I think I'd say that's that's most of it. Most of okay. it is, is just keeping the clients happy. Yeah. Nice, nice. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of people that that is going to hear that. You know, and that's that's uh, it's good to hear because, like you said, I mean, it seems like it's daunting, but once you get through the process, and even when you look back, you're like, well, you know, I yeah, mean, and, it was as there bad are, as I um, No. Absolutely not. There are uh, a lot of law schools have pipeline programs, which is okay. if you are a high school student, I, I think even down like middle school, and you are interested in becoming a lawyer, um, or if you know somebody, you got a niece, mm -hmm. a friend's son, daughter, whatever, who is interested in becoming one, you can put them in a pipeline program. What the pipeline program does is it kind of gives them a taste of what it's like. It lets them mentor with somebody oh, wow, who's already okay. a lawyer. Yeah, There's a lot. Yeah. I think like almost every law school has one. Wow. And I think one of the biggest things is I'm a big advocate for exposure when it comes to kids. You don't mm -hmm. know what you can be if you don't know all the possibilities That's there true. are what you can be. You're right. So exactly. if you, yeah, if you don't never had a lawyer in your family, it, the chances of you becoming a lawyer is actually really slim. Mm -hmm. You've never been exposed to it. You don't know. Right. So right. those pipeline programs exist to kind of help you see what it's like and know somebody and ask all the questions you need to to kind of help you get to the next step of you actually becoming one so i encourage right. anybody you know to find pipeline programs too nice Absolutely. nice no thank you for that 
Um, yeah. that's, that's, that's good info for sure. Um, cause I, I do, I'm an advocate of, of believing the same thing is, you know, you, you can, and you know, it's, it's a controversial con uh, a concept, but yes, mm -hmm. you can push your kids to be NBA, you know, NBA players, you can push them to be football players. Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of change really comes from those those careers that a lot of you know a lot of the community doesn't really push our kids towards you know like being a lawyer right. being a lawyer being yeah. politicians you know even though it's controversial yeah. as well um that yeah. type of stuff is what what you know drives change especially if we can get more people that we can relate to uh that we can identify mm -hmm. in those specific roles um but yeah exactly. it definitely starts with kids knowing and understanding that's that's something that they can achieve you know um, so yeah, yeah. and you just sure. need to see somebody who looks like you, you mm -hmm. know, yep. in that position and talk yep. to them and they could tell you, you know, yeah, I came from the same background as you. You're actually, mm -hmm. it's not that hard. Exactly. You know, it's not that, these are the things that you got to do to get there. Um, right. So right. It's, yeah, I'm a huge advocate for it. It's very important. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Or and, adults uh, like me, you know, I didn't, I didn't start law school till I was, jeez, uh, 27. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I was because yeah. they consider you a non-traditional student if you don't yeah. like enter law school right after you graduate college. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I had like, you know, graduated uh, or shoot. Actually, I, I went to. So at UCD undergrad, I went for three years mm -hmm. and then kind of dropped out and took a seven year yeah. break. And that's when Marcus and I had kids and everything and then went back to finish the last year. And I mm -hmm. my biggest regret is just not finishing it all up when I right. should have. Because course, yeah. when I went back after seven years, it's like the buildings had changed. The there yeah. were skinny jeans now. It was like all kinds oh, of. Yeah, I was like, right, man, right. I'm too old. Like, what am I doing here still? Like, I should have got yeah. this out of the way a long time ago. No, I, yeah, I hear you. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. So, I went um, to. Uh, I went to college right after high school as well. Then I stopped uh -huh. going, going in, the, and I didn't get my degree until uh, a couple years ago. You know, my business yeah. degree. So. Um, yeah, and yeah. I did that online, but I remember that Marcus was trying to get us all into the library and then we to study and learn about business and yeah. everything. And, and we were young in our early twenties, you know, and I'm sitting there like, Oh man, like, <laughs> right. I just want to make music, man. What are you, you know, you're trying to, but you know, later on, I mean, I, I eventually went back and got my, my degree, my bachelor's in business. Yeah. So, you know, it's, 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 and a, he would important... be proud of that. He would be so proud of that, honestly. Yeah. yeah. And, and that is, um, one of my, my motivators. I mean, my sister as well as yeah. Marcus, because Marcus is, is one, one of the few of uh, childhood friends that I know that always try to get me out of my, my, uh, my shell, you know, cause I was extremely <laughs> laid back quiet didn't yeah, like yeah. to talk much and he he, he yeah. was the exact opposite and anywhere we go any venue or whatever he would always push me to go out there you know that's something i really appreciate him doing because without that that type of motivation i wouldn't be you know doing a podcast yeah. right now like yeah that's the last thing yeah. that a lot of people write so <laughs> um yeah, yeah yeah it was a lot of uh a lot of uh stuff that he he helped helped out with you know and yeah. kind of driving force to doing doing that type of stuff so uh, yeah, and he, yeah, uh, yeah. he was, yeah, he was very, very serious about that for all of you guys and everything. Yeah, the whole exile, right. yep. exile entertainment thing. Exile, that's right. Yep. Yeah, he he was serious, and it, and I imagine for him it was like herding cats because everybody just wanted to, do, you know, I just <laughs> want to make music, yep. I just want to rap. Yep. Why we gotta have these yep. meetings? Exactly. Why do it was like that. Yeah, it sure was. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, but he he wanted to try to build something, you know, and and yeah. I think his, you know, he he had this business mentality, like, well, these are the things that we need to do. I mean, he had the LLC set up, he had the mm-hmm. bank account set sure up. Did. He was really, you know, trying to go full speed with it. But oh uh, yeah, 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 he'd be yeah. super proud of you and and everybody yeah, else who yeah. like finally taking edu- you know, the, the right, business right. seriously, yeah, like, coming out of you your know? shell. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's that little little piece, that little spark, you know, that that we all try to mm-hmm. to put into to other people, even if it doesn't happen mm-hmm. right away. You know, it's just trying to 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 just build that confidence you know in in letting people know um kids friends or whatever you know that you can mm-hmm. you can accomplish just about anything you put your mind to i know that's a a, a cliche statement but Absolutely. once you accomplish yeah. that first success and you know and you yeah. feel it you know and you see that you can do it yeah. then you know that you can replicate that then you start pushing yourself to continue to try to replicate you know um, um that success by accomplishing another goal or setting another goal you know yeah. so it, it starts somewhere you know, somebody has yeah. to keep them motivated. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, and and you know your your growth does not exist in your comfortability. It yeah, exists where exactly. you're uncomfortable. So wherever yeah. you're uncomfortable, that is an area of growth for you. You yeah. know, like to push you, you know, out of your shell and stuff. So wait, Billy. Right. So what 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 kind of got you? I know you said like Marcus was kind of help motivating thing, but like what really mm-hmm. got you out of your shell? Uh, um so th- i, I mean, do remember few... you i do remember you being yeah. super quiet and very reserved oh, yeah. all the time oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. i mean it so a lot of factors you know and like you said it, it comes from growth um and and kind of to talk about marcus a little bit uh when i found out that, that he passed away i was still working mm-hmm. um in my corporate job at just a, a, a low a low uh level position um yeah. and shortly after that is you know and then my sister passed away as well shortly after that mm-hmm. and i started thinking like you know they they wanted me to do these things or they were pushing me to do other things and i'm still um you know laid back and and you know not wanting to do much plus you know i had a family i had two kids at that time as well and and mm-hmm. just like you were saying as well my wife and i we weren't, weren't making enough money so i had mm-hmm. to figure out how to how to how to make more money and that came from getting out of my shell starting to network with people at my job um dressing Mm -hmm. up going and doing uh meetings facilitating speeches (laughs) in front of people and there was one there was one time i had to i went through a course or it was a class at my job about Mm -hmm. uh being a leader and i wasn't a manager at that time but i had to do a powerpoint presentation and i was still nervous about it um Mm -hmm. i put all my hard work into it and that that morning before my presentation, um, I applied for a manager role. And that morning before, at like nine o'clock, the, the boss pulled me in and was like, "Well, you don't have this job. We didn't give you the job." You know, uh, yeah, yeah. They're like, "Well, but we gave it to this guy, this other guy that honestly, and just you know, give a shout out, just just to say it, definitely shouldn't have been the guy that they hired." So I, I felt a certain oh, way, yeah. you know. And I yeah. think that kind of that triggered something in me because I still had to do this PowerPoint presentation in front of all of the managers. Oh, um, and so I practiced this over and over again. And I went in there and I I did my thing. And actually, it was one of the best presentations that they had, because after hey. HR was even asking my manager if I'm trying to apply for manager roles, you know. Oh, wow. So so just that was like, yeah. OK, well, maybe I do have it. 
Um, and ever since then, <laughs> I just started, you know, just started doing that. I mean, I could put myself in front of, of um, audiences now without an issue. Like I still, I'm still nervous about it, but I know that, yeah. you know, I, I know, I know what to say. I know how to talk. If I practice enough, I know it's going to be good anyway, um, to the best yeah. that I can. And that's really all, all it was. Um, so it was a lot of building blocks, you know, and, and trying to yeah. get to, to the point that I am at right now. So. Yeah, yep. that is crazy because I definitely yeah. view you as the quiet guy on the motif in yeah, the corner. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, not saying much <laughs> yep. or doing yep. much. Yeah, that's crazy. Right. Yeah. That's so, awesome, um, but yeah, yeah, a lot of that. But, you know, a lot of people, a lot of, um, that helped out with that, you know, um, just being around mm -hmm. certain crowds helps out big time. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Right. For sure. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, but yeah, yeah, that's a that's a lot of good stuff, and and um, you know, just just to hear about you know you coming from Denver, and I didn't I didn't realize that you were born and raised in Denver, so that was that was mm -hmm. interesting to know. You know, thank you for sharing that, yeah. and then um, growing up, going through school, dealing with certain things, um, you know, mm -hmm. but still striving, still getting good grades, and really having that mindset. Mm -hmm you know that you did want to go to college you know and you went to college and you're making yeah. music you're still making music to this day as well um yeah. and still accomplishing got your your law degree too you know so that's yeah that's uh, kind of like, a lot you know, of hurdles and, and to go over it is and mm. it's kind of a funny thing i talk about with friends and stuff because I, I since i grew up poor i had that mentality like i do not want to be like in this mm -hmm. you know right. i need to get out right. of this i need to go to school get my education and stuff i think the struggle with my kids is they are not growing up poor they are growing up right. okay you know much yeah. better than i am so they don't have that fire in them like i did and as a parent it is infuriating oh, yeah. that they just, oh, yeah. they're just kind of like ah uh, you know <laughs> right. and it's just like no like seriously you know you gotta you gotta figure it out you gotta know you know you gotta take mm -hmm. this seriously you gotta do this and stuff it's been a struggle for me as a parent to, to get yeah, them yeah. To, to find that fire that I had give it to them even though they're not growing up in the same circumstances mm -hmm. it's been no, a struggle I I understand. Yeah, my uh, my kids are the same way, and I think I mean that's that's kind of everybody when you grow up. You know, I, I want to do this. I want to accomplish this, so my kids don't have mm -hmm. to go through through it. And then, but we do have to deal with that lack of of motivation yes. or the uh, what did yeah. I say? It's uh, um persistence. You know, uh, we know yeah. that they can get good grades. They do well in school. You know, yeah, uh, but having that do. motivation to uh, yeah. well, an example. My son recently. It was like, Dad, you know, I want to rake some leaves, you know, make some money. Okay, great. Cool. You want to make hey, money? Awesome. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, what we need, we need a business plan. All right. So I need you to sit down. I need you to write down this. Okay. Key. Mm. Okay. This is going to be really good. And I walk them through the whole thing. And then I say, okay, now you got to set goals. All right. Did a good job. We'll talk about this later. Mm -hmm. And then until this day, he's never came back to it. You know, he's never come back to, <laughs> to that business plan. And I'm like, dang, did I scare him out of, mm, you know, trying to, you know, yeah. push? I, maybe I should have. So it's, it's, you know, um, it just go back to market. Same thing, you know. We're sitting at the, in in the library yeah. trying to read these books and everything, and trying to, but you know, trying to put that yeah. that that concept. I'm like, man, he doesn't have have that push. But I don't know. I don't know yeah. where where, where um, that balance is. But yeah. yeah, I hear you. I hear you. No, I don't. I don't know either. I struggle all all of the time with it, you know. And and also, but you know, I understand. Like my my goal as a parent is just I really just want two things for my kids: that they're mm -hmm. happy 
and they are yeah. independent that they can stand on their own. Oh yeah. I don't, right. It doesn't matter what you're doing, what your job is or whatever. If you are happy and you're able mm -hmm. to support yourself, cause I'm not going to live forever. You're going to have to. Exactly. Um, that's really like it. It's really just the two requirements that I got. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't I have any you. lofty dreams. Like, you know, like you need to be an NFL player. You need to be a mm -hmm. doctor. You know, you need to be a lawyer. I don't have none of that for them. Just, right. just be happy, you know, find yeah. what, what makes you happy. Yeah, yeah, and that, and that, you know, coming from um, trying to make sure that they have, well, you know, or didn't didn't have to deal with what we did, right? When we we're growing up, and I think a lot right. of it, um, you want to give them that freedom to be able to do what they what makes them happy, you know, instead of mm -hmm. instead of worrying about the financial constraints of certain things, right. you know, that we had to mm -hmm. we have to make certain decisions on, okay, should I do this? Well, oh no, you know, I don't have the the finances in order to accomplish it that way so i gotta detour myself to do do it some you know something else but we, and we don't want our kids to have to try to figure that out and that you know and that mindset is positive because the kids are at that point allowed to mm -hmm. seek those type of of um paths you know that does make them happy mm -hmm. you know so yeah i think it's a double-edged sword yeah yeah and it, and, it, and it goes back to the exposure thing we talked about so one thing that i realized as the kids kind of gotten older and stuff is i really have stopped spending money on things on material things mm -hmm. but i will take them to go experience something new yeah if they want right. to yeah. so you know like my daughter she does horseback riding she does nice. archery um, oh, awesome. there's all kinds of stuff that they that they do that i will gladly take you to do that you know don't mm -hmm. ask me to get the newest jordans i'm not doing any go. of that right but if you right. want to go do something like this yep. you want to see something or learn yep. something we can go do that you know Great. so i Great. feel like that is like helps me like it helps me to help them like do you like this do you not like this could you see yourself doing this mm -hmm. you know um just yep. helping them find themselves because i think when you grow up poor you know like i did a lot of I was not able to go on a lot of, you know, field trips mm -hmm. that required money or join yeah. clubs that required money. I wasn't able to right. take lessons to do anything. So you yep. miss out on all that. And I think as a consequence of that is as you get older, you struggle to figure out who you are because mm -hmm. you haven't tried a lot of things, yeah. you know? Right. Um, and so I, I want to be able to, to go ahead and knock that stuff out with my kids. So, you know, by the time, and not even saying like, right when you hit 18, you need to know who you mm -hmm. are because we don't, nobody, right. we don't yeah, know who we true. are. Very um, true. But at least you've experienced enough of the world to kind of help guide you a little bit. Like, no, you know, right. I, I've tried this before. Or I've seen this before. It's not for me. Yep. And stuff like that. So, yep. yeah. I mean, that that's one way that I'm trying to help these kids. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, that's, that's Yep, I can understand that for sure. So no, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, a question, you know, before we wrap everything up, one question I ask everybody, if you can go back mm -hmm. and talk to your younger self, it doesn't matter the age. Um, if there's mm -hmm. one thing that you can say to yourself that would really make a difference in, in either changing your mindset or keeping your, um, you know, keeping you on the same path or, or uh, doing anything differently, what would that be? Anything that you would tell your younger self? Um, just that it it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. If that's what you want to do or what you want to explore, then go ahead and go for it. And also, if it's something you have to work for or have discipline to get, don't be afraid of those things either. Just 
don't be afraid of hard work. Don't be afraid to say no and have discipline to get, you know, whatever it is that you want, you know, um, that's yep. probably the things I'd say. Yeah, I like that because I think we we do go through that aspect, especially coming out of high school. Um, you know, I, I like music mm-hmm. for a long time and, and going coming out of high school, going in, into college, I would always let uh, like my father, he didn't think music was the way to go for me. He was like, no, you need to do this and I always struggle with, man, maybe he's right. Ah, no, but I don't know. I should do this. And I struggled mm-hmm. with that for a very long time. And I think mm-hmm. if, if I had that type of, you know, mindset at that time, I would have continued on a little bit more aggressively mm-hmm. than I did because I was always back and forth with what it was. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I've done, I've done a few things that I'm proud of in, in you mm-hmm. know, the music industry. Um, and I mm-hmm. was able to get my business degree as well. So it's kind of a balance between the both things. But trying to understand yeah. that at, at, a, at a younger age, that's tough. That's tough. You yeah, know? it's not. Um, <laughs> yeah. Persistence you know? and consistency. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. So, um, I appreciate everything that that you shared. Is there any uh, final thoughts or words that you want to share with the audience for us? Oh, gosh. You only have words of wisdom like that. (laughs) Yeah. I think, think, you know, I think you you definitely got a lot out there for sure already through the interview. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I think that's really what it's all about is just really sharing a lot of those details and and providing mm-hmm. that insight to others that are that are walking the same path too. So I really appreciate you sharing all that information with us. Um, just like uh, with the audience as well, if you guys did like what you heard today, definitely leave a comment, subscribe to the YouTube channel as always. You can catch all of the episodes on YouTube and your favorite uh, streaming services like Spotify and all the other ones as well. But until then, this is your boy, Billy Wayne. Um, and signing out for the day with FMJ. You guys have a wonderful day. Peace.